All right, welcome back to another College Football Weekly Podcast. This is going to be mostly NFL just because the Super Bowl just went on and we're trying a little something, uh, something a little different. So first, first let's go over the Super Bowl because that just happened. I'm recording this day after Sunday. That's kind of fresh in my mind right now. And first off, just what a what a great game, you know, what a great game the those two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, near perfect game for both of those guys. Um, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes really proved in this one that he is, you know, definitely the best quarterback in the game right now. He is played through the played through the injury, got key runs, key rushes. He played amazing. The completion percentage was um, really good. Looking at uh, let's, here, let's look to it. Um, passing Mahomes was 21 for 27, 21 for 27, three touchdowns. 182 yards and then you know on the run on the rushing side for Mahomes he averaged 7.3 yards uh, a carry that's six for 44 yards on the rushing end of things for for Jalen Hurts he definitely shined he had three rushing touchdowns and you know hats off to that Eagles offensive line that was able to get the QB sneaks I don't know how many times they did a QB sneak for uh, the Eagles did um, but they did it a lot, and it worked just about every time. Jalen Hurts ended up with three rushing touchdowns and also a passing touchdown for over 300 yards passing. Halftime, it was 24-24 to 14. And this is honestly kind of similar to the last Super Bowl that the Chiefs were in when they were down by, like, down by 10, you know, and they were about to storm back, come back behind um, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and this great offense. And, you know, another thing that Mahomes proved that, you know, he could do it without you know, Tyreek Hill. They take away his number one target in Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey is there. You know, they add some guys like Smith Schuster, and um, they're they're right back to the Super Bowl. And a great comeback. And that's not to say that the Eagles didn't really do anything. You know, they scored... Uh, you know, they, let's see, they scored 11, 11 in the, in the second half. Um, you know, they kind of stayed put a little bit there and they had it tied, uh, in the second half as well. And really by the very end, they had it tied until, um, that last field goal for, for the chiefs. But again, just a tremendous fourth quarter, uh, Patrick Mahomes shows up. He gets another key run when it matters. And again, the, the chiefs get another key penalty, Again, this time to set up the field goal. Uh, we'll go over we'll go over that penalty uh, call later. Let, let's go into Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid because behind their greatness, um, Chiefs are able to win another Super Bowl. They're able to come back in another Super Bowl from being down ten at half. That duo, as long I feel like as long as that duo is together, Chiefs got a great chance to win every single year. Look, Patrick Mahomes, what has he been a starter for five years and? Been to the AFC Championship every single year. Like he is top, top five. You gotta say he's top five already. He's top five already. One another MVP this season. Super Bowl MVP again. He's got to be top five already up there with you know Tom Brady, Joe Montana, uh, you know, Terry Bradshaw, whoever you want to put. He's right. He's as long as you know he can keep it up because the guys like Montana and Brady were able to keep it up with the Super Bowls, which I have no reason to think that that he can't. Especially the way you know the Chiefs really proved themselves in in uh, th- this season in this game. 
Another thing I want to shout out before I forget is the Chiefs' defense in that second half held up. In the first half, they were getting whooped. They were getting whooped. But they were able to get enough stops to give Patrick Mahomes the ball and and really let him work. Yeah, for, for Patrick Mahomes' legacy, he's got to already, you know, I've seen things going around. Is, is he already first battle Hall of Famer? Yeah, I'd say so. He's the greatest quarterback of his generation right now. You know, last year we were saying, okay, maybe Burrow is catching up. You know, you got Josh Allen, he's catching up. You know, if Patrick Mahomes wasn't able to win this year, then maybe like Trevor Lawrence is coming into the conversation. This was a huge key year for Patrick Mahomes to be like, no, I am still the best. I am still the best right now. Able to beat Joe Burrow was huge in that AFC Championship game. And for, for him, I, I I can see him winning another two, three Super Bowls in the next, uh, you know, in the foreseeable years to come. I mean, that. Look, the AFC is is very tough, but there is no reason to believe that they can't do it again. They've been to what five like five straight AFC Championship games, something like that. They've been to uh, three Super Bowls, one two of them. Let's say that ratio keeps on going. They just keep making it to the AFC Championship game. Made it three. Made the Super Bowl three out of uh, five years. Does it again for 10 more years, which is totally possible. How old is Patrick Mahomes? Let's look that up real quick. He's 27. So, yeah, he can do it for another five years. Easy. Uh, He continues another five years. They get to the Super Bowl three times. Say they lose one, maybe lose to the Eagles another one because the Eagles are going to be back. They will. Um Wins another two. Yeah, you get another couple there. You got four Super Bowls just like Joe Montana, and you're right into that like GOAT conversation. People are, you know, having, you know, conversations. I remember like kind of like first take and in, in shows like that where like, can Patrick Mahomes, you know, be the GOAT? And then he played Brady and lost, and you're like, oh, uh. But I don't think it was really Patrick Mahomes' fault. That offensive line was just really bad that year. Lots of injuries, and then the Bucks defense was like pretty much all time right there. But then, you know, Patrick Mahomes they will turn around this Super Bowl, and there was there was a stat up that like the Eagles was the best defense since like the eighty five Bears, eighty four eighty five Bears, and he put up what thirty eight on them, thirty eight on the what third best defense in NFL history. That's got to count for something. It's still possible if you know, if if Patrick Mahomes plays till he's like forty five, like Tom Brady has. It's totally pa- possible that Mahomes wins seven or more Super Bowls because I think he's he's younger than when like Brady won his first two. I, I'm pretty sure. So he's already you know kind of got a step ahead Brady. So and and just with the success that we've seen him have, like my goodness. Um, but definitely for Patrick Mahomes, I see him winning at least another two, three in the next like five, six years. It's really tough to win a super. This isn't like, I feel like the NBA, if you have like a lot of big time, good superstars, then your, your, your likelihood to win the championship is high barring injury. You know, look at the Warriors when they put KD together with the Warriors. It was just like, okay, forget the season, whatever. We know they're going to win. But with the NFL, there's a lot more to it. Uh, you know, two sides of the ball, everything. We know that. I don't, I don't see, you know, the Chiefs could repeat, but that's very difficult. Like, when is the last time we have seen a team 
repeat. Was it back like was it back way with Tom Brady and when when they won uh three out of four and they went back to back a couple of years? I think that's gotta be the last time. I'm kinda I'm trying to think trying to think back here. For the Eagles, I think they will continue to be great. Um I see a big battle between Eagles and 49ers. You know, you can maybe sneak the the Vikings in there, but I don't know if Kirk Cousins is really you know, gonna do all that for the Vikings. Like the, I think the difference between the Vikings and the 49ers is, yeah, the Vikings do have a lot of talent around Kirk Cousins, who's a above average quarterback, but you know, that 49ers defense is like, it's there. It's good. It really helps them out. Um, but again, they couldn't do everything you know, for, for them by the time they had like Christian McCaffrey out there throwing passes, fourth string quarterbacks getting injured. Um, you know, I think if the 49ers can have just a bit less, you know, get a bit less unlucky, I guess you could say a bit luckier, they can definitely contend with the Eagles and make it to the Super Bowl again. Um, uh, you know, as for the 49ers, I think you could, I think you could see Brock Purdy, especially now considering, Brady is, you know, not going to any other team. You know, there's questions of, okay, maybe Rodgers will make his way out. But, you know, I don't know if Rodgers would really want to go to the Niners. It would be, you know, kind of back for his hometown. But, you know, the the 49ers already have, like, three quarterbacks that are kind of be going to be battling for that starting position. I think at the end of the day, the starting position has got to go to Brock Purdy because of all the success. I mean, you can't forget Jimmy Garoppolo. He was doing good, but Brock Purdy, you can see it in, in him. Like, he is a very good quarterback and could be a f- future, like, pro bowler. One more thing for the Eagles. I think I think you could definitely see the Eagles winning. You know, Jalen Hurts is only 24. You're, I think I can definitely say that the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl before with her, with Hertz in an Eagles jersey before it's all over, you know whether that be next year or the year year after, I think it's gonna happen. Cause just because that team is so talented with Devonte Smith, uh, AJ Brown, you know the great running game that they've got. I think they've got it, it. You know with with that offensive line, some of them are getting a little older. You gotta take advantage with that offensive line. Uh, but but Hertz is young and he played great. Um, so I I think. You can definitely see Hurts and the Eagles getting a Super Bowl soon. So, yeah, let, let's move on um, to some other sports-related stuff, which the, the NBA trade deadline happened, and we just got some <laughs> bombshells, Woj bomb or Sean's bomb, whichever one broke at first, I don't know. But um, the biggest one, the KD trade. If there's no injuries with the Suns, they're going to win the championship. Let's make that clear. That starting lineup is crazy. You got Chris Paul. You got Devin Booker. You got, you know, don't forget about DeAndre Ayton at center. And then you have, uh, you know, KD. Just slide KD, KD in there. It's an, I feel like it's another Golden State situation where the Suns just have it. They're have, they have their system. Hey, KD, slide right in. Just be a scorer. You're good. Perfect situation for Durant. Um, and it was kind of funny because Kyrie was the original one that requested trade. Kyrie was the one that was kind of making all the drama. And he ends up with the Mavs. KD ends up with the Suns. I think the Suns is the better situation. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, Luka Doncic is special, but it will be interesting to see how Kyrie and Luka uh, really gel. I could see him making a conference finals, but uh, I don't know. That West is tough. You can't count out the Nuggets. Don't count out the Nuggets, and the Suns are obviously there. And the Lakers, my Lakers, they went out and did uh, really the best trade um, I feel like they could have done. Yeah, they could have gotten Kyrie, but with this trade, they get D'Angelo Russell, they get Malik Beasley, they get Jared Vanderbilt. Um, they, they just got depth. They got great, you know, solid role players that they really didn't have. Um, played Golden State, um, what was it? I think it was on Saturday. Played great without LeBron. You know, Golden State didn't have Steph, but Lakers didn't have LeBron, so I call that even. AD, he kind of struggled from the field, but he made up for it on defense. And the new additions, especially also Rui Hachimura, is showed up really big for them. So I think the Lakers, hey, get the Lakers in the bubble, okay? As long as they make the bubble, they have a shot. I feel like any, you know, top, what, like 12 teams all feel like they kind of like have a shot to go to the finals. That's how great the West is right now. Oklahoma and Texas. Oklahoma and Texas, they move from going to the SEC in 2025 to going to the SEC in 2024. Um, honestly, like, it's kind of an L to me. Uh, you know, I've grown up with kind of these conferences and kind of these, like, teams um, in their conferences. It's built up great rivalries. Are we going to lose the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State rivalry? Like, that's a big-time rivalry. You know, like... Like Baylor and Oklahoma, that too. I'm sure there'll be some great rivalries built up in the SEC, uh, but it's just kind of like uh, SEC, one big super conference, and you know people can also say okay, also the Big Ten is a super conference, but when you really look at it, Ohio State was the last team to win a national championship for the Big Ten. That was 2014. So when people are talking about, yeah, the Big Ten, they got some pretty good teams. They're pretty, you know, overall beefy in talent. But when you're talking about national championships, I don't care if they make the playoff. You know, like Michigan or Michigan, you got teams like Michigan, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. These these teams have made the playoff and they've done nothing when they've gotten there. Done nothing. Especially like Oklahoma and Notre Dame. They never even made it to the national championship game. And they went there like, Oklahoma went there like, what, four or five times. They never made it past. Just because the level that the SEC is at. It's just one big super conference. Especially you add Oklahoma who have who have made the playoff, what, five times or whatever. I think when you when you look at it like, Okay, these teams are going to these big super conferences. Yeah, sure, there's a lot of money. But that's going to make it a hell of a lot more difficult to actually get to the playoff now. If you have this new system which they're implementing, they're implementing the 12-team playoff. You get a conference champ in each one. Why not stay in the Big 12 where you're basically guaranteed to get a championship? As long as you're half decent in the Big 12. Like... Yeah, this year Oklahoma stunk, but that was just because they're they're adjusting, right, with Brent Venables. They're going to have to really start adjusting real quick because they're moving to the SEC. But, like, with, with the Pac-12 as well, 
um, with with the ACC especially. I don't I don't know if any teams are really leaving the ACC, but if you're Clemson and you're sitting thinking, oh, maybe I should go to the SEC. I don't know if there there's not really a guarantee that you're going to win your conference and get into the playoff every single year. Like with Oklahoma, I feel like they hurt their chances of getting into the playoff and getting a national championship, which I think that is really the ultimate goal. It should be. So this whole thing with with Jane Rashada, I was going to make a whole video about the NIL, but really here's the thing. Jane Rashada, you know, he had an NIL deal and then it kind of fell apart for Miami and now he's uh you know, I don't know where he's exactly headed. Um, Arizona State. Arizona State. It was Arizona State. Um, but he had an NIL deal with Miami. It kind of fell apart. I don't know the full details. But to me, this whole thing just seems like the NCAA has no control over it. Yes, it is great to get college players, um, you know, money for, for playing out there. For, you know, risking, like, injury and all, all this. All this. We know all this. They get to, you know, video games for college football get to be made. Uh, which is just added bonus. But it doesn't really feel like the NCAA has any control over this. With a normal job like football or basketball in the NFL and the NBA, you have a con... Like, a salary. And it's all laid out there and just made known. It seems like when these NILs, it's kind of just like backwater, like backdoor kind of money just thrown around. You know, it there doesn't seem to be a lot of regulations on it, which I know people are kind of like mad at NCAA regulations, but there's got to like kind of overall. But there seems to have to be some kind of regulation on, you know, what what's going on, like what happened to all that money that Miami was was going to give Jane Rashada. Finally, let's go over Georgia. They won another championship in dominant, dominant fashion. I didn't really go over this much. I don't think I've really gone over this much in a podcast. With, with uh, beating TCU, just the the beat <laughs> that they gave the Horn Frogs. My goodness! Like again with the, with the SEC versus the other conferences, there was no competition whatsoever there. Part of the problem is just like that. It's just kind of these SEC schools are just kind of breeding grounds to go up to the NFL. The uh, definitely the difference between something like college basketball and college football is that you know it's a kind of actually not the same. It's kind of like opposite than the uh, than the the NBA and the NFL with that like the talent is really showcased with college football. Talent on college basketball. Yeah, you can have a lot of talented freshmen. Sure. They want to just go there and then go to the NBA. But that doesn't mean you're going to win a national championship. No, no, no. Usually the teams with experienced seniors that are still talented have maybe one or two talented freshmen. They have a great system. Those are the teams that end up on top and you have like 68 teams that make it to the to the March Madness anything can happen whereas with college football you get your select four blue blood schools maybe throwing a TCU there hey little Cinderella story and then get stomped by by Georgia who's just got all these five star seniors it's just not fair um is there like a do i have a proposal to to change it somehow 
I mean, you can restrict, you know, how many five stars a a school gets, but to me that doesn't really matter because these programs have these great coaches, Kirby Smart, uh, Nick Saban, you, you can throw in Dabo Sweeney there, I guess. Um, they really build up their talent, and they take advantage, they take full advantage of the talent they get. And, you know, it's not their fault that they're so good at recruiting. And these players want to go to these programs just so that they can go to the NFL or just play, get a part of, uh, you know, a great program and and win a national championship because it's so hard to win a national championship unless you're on Georgia, Alabama, or Ohio State, or, um, you know, Clemson or whatever, basically. Throw in LSU maybe. Even like, as we've as I just mentioned, like Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Yeah, we'll get to the playoff, but there's no way you're getting out of the semifinals. As for Georgia, I think they'll definitely continue their dominance. As And as Nick Saban gets older... And as this NIL, he has to he has to be able to adjust to this NIL where it's more player driven. Like it's definitely becoming a lot more, I'd say, kind of like college basketball, kind of like um, NBA, where it's where NBA is like the extreme, extreme player driven, as we've seen with all the trade requests. Uh, but but when you look at like how Nick Saban needs to adjust. Because usually it's Nick Saban, hey, you're coming into my program, you're going to do it my way, all this, all this, you are playing for me, you know. Now it's like, hey, I'm talented. I'm, I'm going to get paid. I'm here to go to the NFL. That kind of stuff with with the, you know, kind of player mentality. Um, So I think Nick Saban is going to have to adjust to that or Kirby Smart is going to be beating him. Kirby Smart is going to continue to beat him. Um, so Nick Saban's going to have to adjust. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, and I don't want to totally overreact because every year Alabama disappoints. You know, this year they didn't get to the playoff, which was a big disappointment too. Like two lost season, like, okay, yeah, that's kind of a disappointment. Um we we totally overreact every time they they don't win a championship we overreact we'll see what they do next year we'll see what they come with next year if it can if it continues a little decline if if again alabama doesn't make the playoff then we're going to have to be you know have a tougher conversation um i think this was going to be one of my longest <laughs> podcasts for sure um but if you listen this far, you know, thank you for listening. Um, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, yeah, very exciting week of, of sports. You know, football's kind of winding down, but, you know, definitely keep doing more podcasts with these where I cover more of a very, you know, wide array of, of topics. You know, keep you guys updated on recruiting. Uh, make sure to go watch my Colorado video. Hats off to all you guys that watched that Colorado video. I think that was my best, you know, kind of no, like normal non-short video. Got like, you know, a lot of views. So, yeah, thank you all for for watching, listening. Make sure to um subscribe and and follow on Spotify wherever you listen and uh yeah. Peace.